Welcome to the East Main Media Podcast, a series of conversations featuring leaders in a variety of subjects, including business, politics, media, and the arts. For more information, visit eastmainmedia.com forward slash podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by JLC Accounting, bookkeeping, accounting, tax preparation, and advisory. Visit jlc-accounting.com. And by Tap Into TV, original video programming covering topics of interest in New Jersey, New York, and beyond. Visit tapintotv.net. Now here's your host, Brian Brodor. Welcome back to part two of my conversation with musician and producer Brent Barkus. Whenever I speak to a veteran musician who's done some time out on the road, I'd like you to paint the picture for someone who doesn't really know the world, the music industry world behind the curtain, you know? Can you just yeah. describe the daily life and the existence of a touring musician? Life on the bus. You yeah, know, cool. like your daily life when you're pulling into, you know, Madison Square, you're going to be there for yeah. two nights. Like just describe that daily life. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's um, one aspect that's interesting is you're on these, little, you know, I mean, usually really nice buses, but you've got people from either all over the world living together. You know, you got, you know, maybe eight or nine people on a bus and uh, you got bunks. And so you're living in tight quarters. So obviously one of the key things is learning how to get along with a lot of different personalities and people that, you know, you maybe didn't grow up with. And so I think part of just even doing a good job and, and getting referred for more work is how, how well you kind of handle that kind of situation, you know, and being considerate and there's just a lot that goes on, on the bus, you know, so typical day could be getting up, guys get up at all different types of hours, you know, and then it could be uh, a show day might be getting up, Usually we would pull in and then there might be a hotel, you know, for the day, which is great. So the bus would be there. You, somebody would lay the keys out on the, on the you know, in the front uh, lobby of the bus, you know, with a room card with your name on it and get up when you want, grab a cup of coffee, get your room. And then it's pretty open. It's, that's, the, that's the part is just really how, do you, how you spend your day if it's a show day. It's kind of like you're kind of free until uh, we would always probably, you know, try to catch the bus around 3 and do a sound check around 4, 4.30 and get to the venue, drop your stuff, and, you know, usually, uh, you know, everything's ready to go, and they've line-checked everything and walk up, maybe play a couple songs that we normally would do just to kind of make sure the sound guys are dialed in. And that even got, with technology, you know, that even slows down because now mm-hmm. they've got, They've recorded maybe the night before, and they're doing stuff with the performance. You know, and sometimes there wouldn't even be a depending on the day a sound check if they've got. You know, they're playing back in in the Pro Tools. They're playing back the night before, and they can do a lot of EQ wow. and whatever they need to do out front. You know, so that's cool. But normally, the singer, if normally the artist is going to want, you know, maybe just something to make sure the ears are good. You know, you put your mm-hmm. ear monitors in and just make sure everything's rocking. But once you're in the flow, it's it's kind of and it's because it's every night, every couple nights, you know, and. So dinner, you know, quick sound check. Go, you know, usually you're handling then your if you got some guest passes or whatever, making sure the envelopes at the will call and mm-hmm. maybe see some family or friends and go get dressed and listen to the opening act, you know, from the dressing room and it's showtime, you know. Yeah. So the day is really uh it can be really loose, especially if you've you're off and running and there's just no no reason to be rehearsing or anything and, you know, so it's a lot of just like, hey, what, where, what town are we in? What do you want to go see? You walk, you know, a lot of, a lot of people bring their bikes, you know, oh, wow. on their, under the bus. And huh. 
they like to cruise around. Some guys are runners, just, you know, like to jog and see the city. And some guys love restaurants. And so, you know, just whatever, just kind of hanging out. Let me put you on the spot. You know, I mean, you've traveled all over the place on a number of tours. What was a standout city that you enjoyed visiting? And I mean besides oh. the audience. I mean the city or a town itself. I'm a Vancouver fan. I really love hmm. that area of the, of the world. I'm, I love... Uh, I love Canada, obviously, all of it, but uh, I really yeah. like Vancouver. Something about that area of the world is beautiful to me. and Nice. It's clean, and I love that city. Yeah, so. shout out to Vancouver. All right. Yeah, absolutely. So let's segue a little bit. I, I'd like to hear more about what you're up to with I-65 Music, specifically you know, your embrace of voice technology and direction that our industries are headed in with voice prompting and voice technology. But before we get to the future vision, which I, I commend you for, tell me a little bit about coming out of these years on the road and playing on these records, and tell me the path to establishing I-65 Music. Tell me what that is and what you're up to these days. So after the you know, the touring thing, as we were talking about, it, it can be a grind, and it, it was uh, many years of, I'm very thankful for the experience and the work, but there was a time where I, I think I just started to feel like, okay, you know, as a musician and, and uh, production and time that I was spending away from home and didn't have kids at the time, but was married and I am married still. And Your wife is but, Miley, yeah, if I'm correct, right? Miley, yeah, my wife, yeah, right. of and 22 you do, you years. you do some performing together, right? We have, we have. Yeah. And that's the that was kind of the move to L.A. We, between the two Shania Twain tours, you know, I, I had I felt like I had a season where I wanted to give the artist thing a shot. She's a singer, a great singer and writer. And so we decided, you know, if we were going to give that a shot, Nashville really wasn't the place for us to, you know, we needed to be in L.A. where the kind of the pop rock thing was happening. And so we didn't have kids at the time, so why not, why not just pick up and give it a shot for a while? So we did the West Coast thing in like 01 to 04 or 05 and... And really kind of got in the scene and, we're, you know, we're doing a lot of production and demos. I had a little studio out there and it was a lot of fun, you know, and, and just decided to kind of commit to that. And, and you know, we, we had some good things happen, but never really took off like we thought, but which was fine. And we just kind of moved on and the Shania thing kind of came back around. Mm-hmm. I got invited back. So we ended up doing that was the up tour. So it had just been a long, uh, you know, the touring world was was starting to kind of I enjoyed the work, but, you know, just being gone all the time was starting to kind of wear me out, you know, sure. honestly, and just and I started to feel a little bit like, man, this is all I'm going to be doing. And and I knew that you know, I had kind of some advice for some people that, look, at some point you got to commit or people are just going to see you as one thing, you know, that's and you're you're good at it and you've been doing it a long time, and so you're going to probably always get referred or asked to do stuff, but you get pigeonholed. Like, people like to say you are this, this is what you do, you sure. know, and... So after the, um, that last up tour, I decided, look, if I'm going to commit to kind of branching out and I, I love production, I, I want to be in the studio more. I'd learned so much from Mutt and he was encouraging me to stick with it. And, you know, I really dove in and learned digital performer and pro tools and I was doing MIDI and, and I just said, look, I'm going to commit to staying home, you know, and see how this goes. It might be rough for a while. And, and so we moved back, we stayed in LA and decided after that last tour to, come back more towards our roots and we're both from the Midwest and, and it, you know, by then Nashville obviously had totally changed and there yeah. was all kinds of music and it obviously is even more, it's just growing and growing. So didn't feel like I had to choose a, a style of music anymore. I could kind of start over and everything was going on here. So 
I just kind of dove in and decided to create a company and a name and, and just hit it hard and work with whoever I could and, and just commit to being home and pass on opportunities maybe that could have been good touring financially. But I knew that to commit long term, I, I needed to kind of change directions. So that's kind of how I started I-65 Music and basically... Early on, was it was more kind of like songwriting demos and mixing custom records, and which has been really good too. But I love all aspects of creating music, and so I found the ad world interesting. I met a few uh, people that were creative directors for ad agencies and started pitching stuff to them, and that kind of stuck. And I really loved kind of seeing the whole creative process from start to finish, where I was involved in the whole aspect of it from composition to final mix, you know, with voiceover and everything, which I really loved. So, you know, because in Nashville, sometimes, again, we talk about you are this or, you know, you're an engineer, or you're a yeah. mix guy or you're a guitar player. And I still do. Like I might get a, somebody send me a track and say, we well, play a lead part on this or, but, you know, love the ad side is cool because you're kind of involved in the whole production of it. We'll be right back to the conversation after this brief message from our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by JLC Accounting, bookkeeping, accounting, tax preparation, and advisory. For more information, visit jlc-accounting.com. And by Tap Into TV, original video programming covering topics of interest in New Jersey, New York, and beyond. Visit tapintotv.net. So Brent, let me drill in a little deeper. I'm curious about your perspective on the challenges and the opportunities that are presented, but also in relation to where the technology is all going, whether that's mm -hmm. uh, voice technology or, or otherwise. Give me your, your perspective on all that. Well, you know, I think as we all have, uh, you know, obviously technology has changed everybody's the business. Uh, and so as, you know, I saw things kind of progressing with, you know, everyone going in the box and smaller studios, especially in Nashville, you know, as people started to take everything home. And, uh, you know, I noticed my sessions started to you know, become more just, you know, passing files around and the budgets were shrinking. And so I think as, as all my peers in, in this town, at least, started to kind of build their own studios, I saw it as an opportunity to, you know, kind of rebrand and, and obviously take you know, I-65 music into a, a personal space and then just start, you know, kind of rebranding and remarketing as a kind of a one-stop, you know, hopefully be able to offer different types of services, obviously just to even just to kind of, you know, keep it all going and, and just, uh, you know, since I felt like I had kind of developed more skills than just either playing guitar or singing background vocals, you know, and into obviously programming and, and all kinds of producing, whether it's, you know, drums and, and doing the whole thing for advertising agencies, just offering as much as I can to kind of just at the beginning, just keep the doors open, honestly. And then just as I, as my services and my skills, as I continue to extend those and learn more, you know, just continue to just have different ways for the studio to kind of offer, depending on what either the brands or artists are looking for. So just to, to be kind of a place where you can come and do podcast recording to, you know, recording anything, really, just any kind of audio production. So, and then that obviously in the last, gosh, I don't know, year started to kind of branch out into this voice space. Tell me a little bit more about that. How did you see that emerge and what opportunities do you see in the voice arena? Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, I'm always kind of 
I'm interested in technology and, and uh, you know, always looking for new things that are kind of popping up. And it was actually a, a client, actually. Um, I was working on a uh, custom music track for, and, you know, I don't know if it just came up in a meeting, I can't remember, but it was kind of like, check out this, you know, these flash briefings of this audio you know, we're interested in maybe getting into that space. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't know much about it. So mm. I started researching and, you know, bought an Alexa device and played around with it at home and, and, you know, starting to read articles and then decided to, you know, start hitting some seminars and conferences on it. But, and I saw just another, hopefully another extension of I-65 music, which now I'm kind of re- as branding as I-65 voice, just another arm of what we do. But oh. It's a new space, obviously, that's emerging, and it's. Um, I see it as a way for us to, you know, offer a branded opportunity, you know, for these brands to to kind of get their message out. So and so, as on the audio side, just helping them with the branded sound, whether it's a you know a specific voice that they have already that they've been using, or create a branded sound or a, you know specific, I guess, voice, you know, for their for yeah. their brand on that space. So whether it's Alexa or Google Assistant. Well, it's interesting because, you know, what occurs to me is dozens of years back, we were talking about voice brands at the really at the beginning of radio all the way through popular radio, 60s, 70s, 80s and onward. And now it's moved all the way forward to being voice branding through these machines. And yeah, as much as it's the same, it's frankly a whole new playing field, whole new way to connect and message. It's fascinating. It's very exciting. Yeah, I really enjoy it. And, you know, obviously it's so new, at least the clients that I'm working with that, you know, they're at this point kind of just wanting to get into the space and just start to experiment to see kind of where it's going, you know, so. It's great. It's good to be involved in emerging efforts and and opportunities. Where do you see, uh, you know, everything moving? I mean, obviously, voice technology is an area, and I love the idea of the i65 voice. Where do you see generally your studio and production work going in the next five to ten years? What are you going to be up to? I know you do stuff with your wife, too, right? Yeah, we have. You know, I mean, years ago, we did the artist thing for a little while, and mm-hmm. that's the, in kind of our little California stint that we had in L.A., and mm-hmm. and now she's a great uh, lyricist and, and melody writer, so I, I obviously drag her in sometimes when I'm needing something, you know, for a brand or hired gun. (laughs) Oh yeah, totally. Come down here. I need your help. You know, so I'm stumped. So, um, anyway, she's a great, obviously great talent and I I love having her here to help me with things. So that that helps. I don't know. You know, I think, uh, long-term I I see, you know, all of it kind of tying together, whether I love working with the brands and, and agencies helping craft, you know, the sonic branding and, uh, you know, creating, sonic space and uh for these uh, companies i really like that it's to me that space with the voice and then the creative original music is really what i'm most driven towards to help brands kind of have a a sonic sound let me wrap things up here's a question I'd, i'd like you to answer so hypothetical phone rings and you pick it up and you have a brief conversation and you hang up the phone so the person you just spoke to solved your biggest problem, concern, or challenge? Who was it, and what did they solve? Wow, great question. I would say it's, and maybe this is a lot of people, you know, that are small business, small production facilities, it's getting my brand heard, you know, and playing in that space with the advertising agencies and and the brands. And I think that's it, is just trying to figure out how to kind of stand out and be a, a source for these companies to come to for their audio branding. 
there's so many, you know, obviously production, small studios out there. It's kind of like just how does I-65 music and I-65 voice be a top provider for their for their needs? Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe that was me on the phone and it's our podcast that will get you out there and yeah, further hey, noticed. Hey, everything. I love doing these. These are, <laughs> these are fun. And, you know, with social media, uh-huh. it's, uh, it is interesting these days how it uh, is a great way to... Uh, get your company out there and get heard. So, Well, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk to us. I love your story from the stage to the studio and all the different things you're doing and right on into the future. So thank you again so much for, for speaking. And next time I'm in Nashville, uh, the barbecue's on me. Oh, man, my pleasure. I'd love to have you here. And, uh, you know, the next time you know that you're coming to Nashville, please, uh, please look me up and would love to connect and hang out. So thank you. Cool. Guaranteed. Count on it. Thanks so much. Today's podcast is brought to you by JLC Accounting, bookkeeping, accounting, tax preparation, and advisory. Visit jlc-accounting.com. And by Tap Into TV, original video programming covering topics of interest in New Jersey, New York, and beyond. Visit tapintotv.net. This has been a production of East Main Media. Hosted by Brian Brodeur. Special thanks to associate producer Morgan Taylor, audio engineer J.P. Conk, senior producer Kayla Galka. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to subscribe and leave us a good rating. For more information, visit eastmainmedia.com. And thank you for listening.